And we're live here on Mixer.com slash DCTV Podcast. Welcome to our second annual Diversion and Representation in DCTV episode brought to you by DC Podcast Network. I'm your host, Andy B, as always. And if I sound slightly different or even too crazily different, it's because two days ago I had one of my tooth taken out. So my face right now looks like I'm having a tomato growing out of one of my cheeks. So, you know... I've been better. I've been better. Uh, but I'm, we're, I'm still here and with all my amazing codes to do this, this important discussion. So, first of all, we have Tyler Hollander from the Flash Podcast. Say hi, Taddy. It is I, Tatiana, from the Flash Podcast. <laughs> uh, from the Titans and Dubrol Podcast, we have Corey and Laura. Corey? Hi, it's Laura. Hello. Hi. There we go. Uh, and from DC TV class, we have Keith. Hey, everybody. Hello. And from the Black Lightning Podcast and DC Classics, we have Brittany Bonet. Hello. Hello. And from Star Wars Podcast, we have Angie and Lizzie. Hi. Hi. And uh, um, we also have with us uh, um, a very special guest, someone I've been... Literally, every Comic-Con, every WonderCon I've seen her at, I've always been like, please, we gotta get you on one of the shows at some point. And she's like, yeah, yeah, and then we completely forget her, but then the next con, you should totally be on one of the podcasts. Yeah, yeah, I will! And then we, to- and then the circle continues, and she will actually be our moderator for uh, for, the, for this special episode. So it's my honor to welcome the lovely, the talented, the amazing Miss Tamara Brooks. Tamara, welcome. How are you Woo! today? I'm I'm surprisingly bright and shiny this morning, considering my neighbor has gotten the new Gears of War and is playing it very, very loud at night. There's a, there's a new Gears of War game? Yeah, this came out, I'm assuming, because I can hear him playing between 10 and 1 in the morning, so that's fun. Um, but I'm lovely today. I'm very happy to join you all. I'm glad I finally got to get on an episode. Um, well, I was on a episode a while ago, but not with Andy specifically, so... Mm. I'm happy to be here and to talk about my favorite topic, which is inclusion and representation. My favorite. So I'm going to hand it off to her and we're going to get this. We're going to get the show going. So Tamara, the floor, the floor is yours. Thank you very much. So we're going to ease into this with a nice uh, general uh, question. Um, A lot of changes, some new shows, some new announcements. So after this past season, um, do you guys specifically feel like, you feel represented in the DC shows as, as in general. And if you are very happy with one thing, please let me know which that one thing is. Um, we'll start with Tatiana. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love it. <laughs> I, I don't know that I necessarily feel feel specifically represented um but i am glad to see that we are getting more diversity and inclusion across the board in in this world of dc of dc um specifically since my show is flash um cisco not leaving even though everyone said he was going to is a win um and it sounds like um eric wallace the new showrunner actually has like a storyline in mind for him we're actually going to get to see his personal life, which is something that had never before seen. Show-stopping, amazing, incredible. Um, also, we're getting um, new uh, journalist fledglings for Iris. And so far, the ones I've seen is, I believe it's a Latina actress. And then, of course, um, Vic- 
Victoria Park, I think is her name, the one that plays Cisco's girlfriend, Camilla. Mm -hmm. So that's wonderful. And then most specifically, even though this is not for me personally, but it's something that the fandom has wanted for so long and that Candace has wanted for so long and I think it's so important, is that Eric um, is having Iris change up her hair, letting her have her natural hair um, mm. for an episode. And he said that, you know, that's something that could happen more often because there's no reason why Iris wouldn't, you know, yeah. Yeah. let her hair shine. So <laughs> um, when I, when Candace tweeted that picture, I retweeted it and then I said, um, I just always assumed her hairdresser was a metahuman because if Killer Frost even <laughs> looked at me when my hair was pressed, it would just poof right up. I'm like, me. <laughs> um, uh, Corey, what do you think? I, I feel more represented than ever in the DC <laughs> universe. Um, my favorite show added a trans character who was fully fleshed out. It wasn't just being trans was all of her character. <laughs> um, she got to be a superhero. I got to see myself as a superhero for the first time in my life. I got to meet her at Comic-Con. Like, I'm, I, I am a... I am very happy with how this past season went. Yeah, that's great. I and I I do think that they handled her like like a person, which is awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's just so much inclusion happens and they kind of you can feel that there was some sort of begrudging thing happening where they either didn't intend that person to be, you know, not a white person or they go the other way and they're just like, well, they're just a person, but yeah, they're just a person, but you need to actually include something personal about them in there to make yeah. them whole, right? Um, so that's excellent. Uh, Laura, what about you? Um, I don't feel that represented in the CW shows. Um, mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of the Asian characters that they've had, um, you know, they, they didn't really have that much, like, um, the, like layers to them um, so I've always been disappointed but then DC Universe um, I've been feeling like with Titans um, I feel like that show has so much diversity especially with this coming season with um, um, for, for me, as an Asian American like I feel like I wasn't seeing it CW but with DC mm -hmm. Universe um, with Titans um, we got Ryan Potter um, and then we also have like um, you know the the Wilsons are are part Asian, mm -hmm. um, and I'm I'm really excited to see Rose, um, the the character Rose and um, and Jericho really take the lead uh, this season. So I I finally feel like oh my god like we see martial arts we see fighting and it's like it's about time we see Asians doing that <laughs> in, the, in 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 the, in the way that we we get to control it. Right. Um, in our narratives. So um, I, I, I'm really excited that Titans is doing that. I really hope um, CW, which I had to stop watching because I just felt like not really being seen. So I'm mm -hmm. really hoping, other than, you know, other than Chantal, like Chantal, like in Black Lightning, she's great. Um, mm -hmm. But but I, I feel like everything else was kind of like, she's our only superhero um, in the CW world. So I'm kind of like, okay. Um, I, I wish I wish for more with CW because then more younger people who don't have DC Universe can see that. Yeah, um, it's interesting that they also had another possibility with um, 
uh, 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 Connor, uh, um, a Green Arrow son in the comics, who's you know uh, half like I believe I, I don't know if it's specifically Southeast East Asian because I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, I think it's Korean. It's Korean and black. Okay, so yeah, but you know, it, it didn't quite go that way the way they they made that character. So you know. Well, next time. We'll get them next time, apparently. Yeah, uh, Latinx and Asian characters do uh, heroes. We do have a problem with getting them for the forefront, and let alone any uh, Native Indigenous people. We're still working on that, too. Uh, Keith, what do you think? Yeah, along the same lines, I I do think the CW has... I know Laura just said she she doesn't watch CW anymore, but this past season on Legends of Tomorrow, they made... I believe Ramona is a recurring... Or mm-hmm. I don't know if she's a series regular yet, but uh, she you know, uh, she actually series. left the show after this season. Oh well, there you go. Well, we're talking about well, last season. Well, no, so. she's she's in a, <laughs> yeah. She will be in a few episodes of season five because she was on set according like on her Instagram and stuff like that. Well, but mm-hmm. I guess the point is that she had uh, you know she was she a was, major part yeah. of last season, and she's a non stereotypical Asian character. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, th- I thought that was pretty cool. Of course, uh, Laura mentioned Chantal Tui on on Black Lightning. Uh, you, you know, last year Emiko Queen was a was a big part of the season of Arrow. So there are there are more Asians on the CW shows. Black uh, Batwoman's going to have uh, several Asian American characters, uh, I believe. Yes. Um, the, the character playing her mother, her mother and, uh, stepmother, is is going to be an Asian American actress. So I mean, so shouts to CW. I wish there were more. There, there's not a lot of Asian American men in any of the DC shows, uh, aside from Ryan Potter. I can't think of any. And then uh, Jericho, I guess, on Titans. I have not watched. I, I've, I've been a bad fan. I know it's only been 24 <laughs> hours, but I have not watched <laughs> Titans on uh, DC Universe yet. But um, it was nice. But, no, it was nice you knowing know, you. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, I, I, it would be nice to see more uh, Asian dudes on the CW shows or any of the DC shows. Uh, Still waiting on that. And now yeah. that now that uh, Ray Palmer's leaving, maybe we can have a Ryan Choi Adam. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, I've I've been waiting for them to bring up Ryan Choi again in any capacity. I think they mentioned him in an episode somewhere. I don't on, remember on which. Fl- show. On the flash, uh, she, okay. he's the one in the future. He's actually the one who makes um, Bear, one of Bear's new costumes, which uh, Nora right. brings with her. Yeah. So you know, hopefully, maybe we can see him sooner rather than later. Um, and it'd be actually cool to be able to maybe get two actors to play it so you could get, you know, a young Ryan Choi now, and then you could get an older Ryan Choi in the future. That'd be fun. Um, oh, look at me awesome. writing a show, show that I don't work on. Um, <laughs> they Brittany, should pay you. They should. Somebody, listen, I have so many ideas. Give me a show, guys. If you're listening, I can write a really good I, I, I show for you. I would love for you to do Birds of Prey. Oh, man, oh. I would kill that. Yeah, give me that show. I'll do it. I, I can pitch, I'll go with I pitch you. ready for you. Yes, good. Yes, you're all coming with me. I'll have a show pitched by the end of the day. It'd be great. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, I, I've written I've written on the Nerds of Color a few years ago that the, they should do a Birds of Prey TV show and cast an actress named Angela Rockwood as Oracle because she's not only an actually a, a disabled actress; she's she's in a wheelchair, but she's also Asian American with red hair. So she would be like a perfect Barbara Gordon Oracle. A fan caster, she's like she's uh, retweeted that tweet many times. So if you're listening, powers that be at Greg Berlanti world, do a Birds of Prey show and bring in Angela Rockwood as Oracle. Do the thing. I wonder if that's a plan, maybe off of Batwoman. Anyways, we're getting off track. I'm sorry, <laughs> Brittany. What, what, what uh, did you feel represented uh, last season or not? 
yeah, I mean, um, I haven't finished the last season of Flash, but in terms of what I am racially, being uh, biracial, having Nora on the show, mm-hmm. that was very nice. But I don't yeah. know if they dive too much into actually like what it's like being biracial, um, even though there is privileges within it itself. But uh, hosting Black Lightning is very fun because we get to talk about the dynamics of black family that you don't often see in mainstream television, regardless if it's a superhero show or not. So I think it's so unique to have black lightning and the way it shows family dynamics. And um, I think it's really positive, I think for the black community. And I, I love black lightning. It's such, it's such a little spot of joy for me. Yeah. I think that, um, there was a thread going around yesterday about uh, people of color and how our stories kind of have to always deal with pain and certain things. And I think that Black Lightning is a good example of not just relying on that to tell their stories and the dynamics. Um, and, you know, actually like, you know, having lives and a loving family that's, you know, around each other, you know, stuff like that. Uh, <laughs> uh, and Andy, did we add Nate? Is Nate here? Yes, we just brought him in. Nate, are you with us? Of course I am with you, Brother Andy. You can't talk about positive black representation. (laughs) Brother Nate, come on, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Well, How's everybody doing? We're we're good. That's an excellent introduction. I'm going to put you on the spot because you just came in here, Brother Nate. What up, Brittany? Hey. Uh, Do you... Do you feel like you were uh, represented well or not represented well in the last season of the DC TV shows? I mean, <laughs> there is always going to be, I think, more representation on these CW shows than on other networks, just due to the fact that, uh, and Andy and I was joking about this a couple weeks ago. Uh, Andy was uh, in what now? <laughs> you and I were joking about this a couple weeks ago, Andy, where well, be careful, the cast... Be careful, be careful before you say because I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> and the cast of all these shows, it's like a, like a Benetton ad. Mm-hmm. Where we've got, uh, you know, we've got various shades and colors and, and everybody almost looks like they came out of Central Casting, which they did, because uh, it's yeah. TV. But I, I think that when you have a show like Black Lightning, it takes kind of just that surface representation, which is good to a different level because you're actually talking about experiences and it's a, it's something that as much as I love Jesse L. Martin, like Joe West is amazing. There are things that Joe West can't get into because it's not the Joe West show. Right. Mm-hmm. It's the flash. There's things that, you know, John Diggle can't get into because it's not Diggle and friends. Even though I wish it was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that would be such a better show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, but but because months. Black Lightning is centered around this family, you can get into these type of stories and these type of issues. And and I think that out of all of the CW shows, to me, they have represented my life experience the best. Uh, but that's not to slight the other shows. I, I think, you know, having creators of color is a big deal because nobody can tell your story better than you. Yeah. And I think that uh, Eric Wall's show running The Flash this next season, I'm already mm. extremely excited about it before the Candace yes. did the, to the picture because I there I, I never they don't always treat Iris like a person you mm. know what I mean like she is yep. she, 
she's there to like get plot going and stuff like that but like even last season some of her reactions to stuff i was like yes good that's what i want i i can tell there are different people in the room now um anyway i digress on that because this is not all about me this is about now angie angie oh do you you feel like you were represented well last season Well, I'm a biracial Asian, and for that, I really only have Quake, uh, Daisy Johnson from Agents Mm -hmm. of S.H.I.E.L.D. as a superhero role model for my racial identity, and that's pretty much it. Mm -hmm. Um, As far as the CW goes, I mean, we had, like, I was able to feel a little bit represented with Nora just for the biracial experience in general, like with what Brittany was talking about. But like Brittany said, they really didn't get to delve into what that meant for her identity as much. Nor did I actually finish that season, so I should probably stop Mm. talking. But um, (laughs) there was that one character that I got really excited about on The Flash last season. um, But she was only in one episode. It was the Weather Witch episode. Yes. When you're... Well, and Laura can probably speak to this too. When you're Asian or a biracial Asian, you can clock other Asians real quick, even if mm-hmm. they even have like a slightest percentage of Asianness. And I was like, "She's a mixed race Asian. I know it." And I like looked her up, and I was like, "Yes." But she was only in that one episode, and she kind of had like a weird kind of villain light sort of storyline. So outside yeah. of that, I've never really felt super represented, super represented in the DC. TV universe, but I'm hoping for more, especially with the DC universe shows, like with mine and Lizzie's show that we're going to be um, talking about, Star Girl. There seems to be some exciting casting choices that they're making. So, you know, hopefully we will get more of that representation for Asians and mixed race Asians. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think part of the downside of the Weather Witch on the Flash in general is that they have this rogues gallery, which is like one of the biggest you know, like aspects of the Flash and its storytelling, and they kind of don't use them at mm-hmm. all. And I feel like they should be a much bigger deal than they are at this point. So I, I'm, I'm kind of thinking next season is going to potentially use them more. So maybe we'll see her back. I think she was oh, an interesting character. Though. Yeah, right? I thought. She, so well, hopefully we'll see more of her, Lizzie. What about yes. I did not. I said no, nothing yeah, yeah. at all. Zero. Um, I mean, at least we're going forward and that now they're actually hiring Latinx actors, to, like Latinx women to play Latinx women instead of the Maggie Sawyer thing that, you know, um, and like instead of just sending a Italian actress to get a tan and then pretending they can speak Spanish. Oh, no. And then, um, yeah, I got issues with that. Like, yeah, I could be here for 45 minutes talking about <laughs> how I stopped watching Supergirl because of that. And then they brought in an actor to play her dad, who was also not Latinx. Like, they didn't care at all. Um, but I have never mm-hmm. felt represented um, with any of the DC TV shows. I think they're trying, but I don't know if they're trying in a way that feels real to me. I think they're trying um, to make it look like they're trying. I think they're doing better with other kinds of representation than the Latinas one. Um, And I'm glad about that because I feel like every time we take a step forward in representation, everyone wins. Um, But when I look specifically at myself and whether I feel represented, I feel like my story does not matter. 
to DCTV mm-hmm. at all. Um, I, I hope that Stargirl is going to, like, we don't know. Like, Angie and I have been speculating <laughs> on something for ages. For hours. Uh, hours we are of content. Magicians <laughs> are speculating on nothing. Um, but we have a Latina <laughs> character, a Latina actress in Stargirl. We don't know who she's playing. We don't know anything. So <laughs> it's hard to speculate for me if that's going to work on Stargirl. Knock on wood, maybe Stargirl will be the thing that will make me feel represented, or at least teenage me. But mm-hmm. right now, I feel like nothing. And I feel like I might have to give Supergirl a chance next season. But then again, it's Supergirl and they they disappointed me badly. So I might just wait for you guys to tell me if it's worth it. Uh, can, I, can I ask a question to the Titans folks? Isn't... Um... Doesn't Isai Morales play Deathstroke on Titans? Correct. No, wait, wait, wait. Uh, no, wait, I have to correct you. He's Daddy Slade. Isai Morales is playing Daddy Slade, Wilson, a.k.a. Daddy Deathstroke, because... Daddy Slade. Because God always answers prayers, so... But, but, but since I haven't watched, since I haven't watched, do they explain why the kids... are Asian, even though he's Puerto Rican? The uh, Ravager comes in they next Friday. They haven't yet. So, yeah, they haven't, okay. like, they haven't shown the kids yet. You, you, you get but presumably the mom's Asian. I think we're just going to assume the mom's Asian is what I would guess. Yeah, I think, I think it's a, they're, they're supposed to be looked biracial. Um, the mom uh, is supposed to be Asian. Um, Do, are, so, are, we, are we seeing the mom? No, we're well, not seeing her. No, we'll probably biased. never see her. But, but, I mean, so, but it's implied then that Ravager and Jericho are, are mixed-race Asian. They're yeah. actually like Asian Latinx characters. Even though the actresses, I guess, aren't. Well, Shella, Shella is biracial. But is she Latinx? He. No, no, no he. Uh, Shella yeah. is is Jericho. Um, the right, other uh, is- Chelsea. Chelsea is full Asian. Right, but neither are actually Latino, even though Deathstroke is right. I think Shella might. I don't know which what the other half of Shella is. Burning <laughs> hmm. questions. Perhaps we'll find out the answer um, later. Jew- well, all I see is Chella Man is of Jewish and Chinese ancestry. Not yeah. that that's mutually exclusive, but I don't think that... I am assuming that's if they mean ethnically Jewish, then... I really need to watch Titans. Yes. Yeah, you do. It has completely escaped me. <laughs> it happens. There's a lot of TV, guys. Great. Yeah. A lot of TV. There's like, I don't know what, uh, 10 DC shows now at this point? Something like that? I don't know. It's a lot. It's a lot. We only have so much time. We got to eat and sleep sometimes. Um, yeah, we do. Work. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, this is what I've heard. I've heard that humans need both food and rest. Um, whether I follow what? those guidelines <laughs> depends. Uh, so, you know, we have a lot of like new characters coming up. We talked a little bit about that. Um, is there, you know, new storylines, things like that, new shows like Batwoman? Well, hey, I, I didn't get to answer the, the first question. Uh, oh. I'm sorry, Andy. Your feelings are just not relevant, Andy. That's how I feel the CW looks at me too, because mm. you know it's gonna sound a little bit weird, but you know I I'm not Hispanic, but I for the past five years I've always projected myself onto Cisco, um, mm. which you know I've had some people of color out there kind of criticize me for like for doing it, being like you shouldn't have to project yourself onto another ethnicity. I'm like, well, you know, when you're Middle Eastern, it's not you don't have a lot of options. Um, mm-hmm. And Legends, 
it's okay. Legends fans, you're probably you're gonna get pissed off. Whatever. I love Tala Ash, and I, you know, she's a Persian actress, and you know, and I'm Persian, and I love to, see, and I loved her as Zari, but I feel like she's mostly sometimes a joke. Like she, like she's snarky, eats a lot, and she can hack. We don't really go that deep with her. There are a few. Didn't they turn her into a cat? They turned her into yes. a cat. <laughs> Uh, of course, I laughed at it, but at the same time, I'm right. like, great, this is what our only Middle Eastern character gets to, you know, this is the biggest thing that's going to happen to her t- since, you know, I mean, the, the, this past season had some big stuff for her that is now going to be, you know, a ramification for her in the upcoming season, which I'm a little bit nervous about because we have no idea what she's going to be like, uh, because it's, we're not seeing the Zim Zari, but, um, but, yeah, and Cisco this season, I mean, they, they killed Vi, basically, so I'm, um, I'm definitely. I, I don't have that anymore. Um, I, I, you know, I don't have that. You know, him anymore because he got rid of his powers. So, my only brown superhero is now, like, it's just gone because now he's just gonna be tech support again, um, which I don't like th- th- because that's the thing that stood him apart from some of the other like hackers and IT characters and so on. Because um, like he got to be a superhero and also be. You know the engineer and all that thing. So, but now he's just like, like I feel he's just there to support again. Like he's not, he's not supposed to be main man if that makes sense. So I, no, I would say as of right now, I don't really feel properly represented. I mean, yeah, in terms of like you know LGBT representation, I mean I have a few bisexuals here and there, but you know they're they're just white characters. Uh, okay. So that's all. You know, so I don't know. I don't really have anyone that represents me. Specifically, and also because I, you know, something I was saying, talking about with someone the other day is it's weird that superhero shows still hasn't really dived into the aspect of like portraying superheroes who have maybe Asperger's or ADHD, something like that. But also, be, you know, I had someone in the industry a few years ago, and I'm not gonna say who's telling me that. Well, it's because you know they're not they're 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 easy to make appealing for for media. So that's you know, and I feel like that still holds up today. So, no, I don't like you know. I don't really have anyone that I like really represents what I am or where I come from and so on. Yeah. And you know, I mean, of course, this goes into the the terrible stereotypes of Middle Eastern characters and most of the things that you are portrayed. It is rare that you get to see them as anything other than you know some sort of you know terrorist or you know bad guy wanting to blow stuff up in some capacity, which is also really terrible in a lot of ways. So it, it would be nice if we could have, you know, just flip a, flip a character, any, any character that you want and just make them Middle Eastern because there's, so, there, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of characters that would benefit from the added layer of having Middle Eastern ancestry that are very flat characters. I'm looking at almost everything that's been created in the Silver Age because all y'all need help. Um, <laughs> uh, wait, you, wait, you, wait, so you're telling me that you can take a previously established Caucasian character and just turn them Middle Eastern? <gasps> I know, I know. It is a radical idea, but I that's mean, what we're here for this morning. I, I mean, I mean, slash I, afternoon. I mean, I, I mean, radical I, idea. I mean, I feel like you could go to prison for for saying something like that. I mean, they'll have to find me first. They'll have to find me first. They'll never catch me. I'm wily, I'm like the gingerbread man. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, so I'm sorry. So so as we're talking about like new characters and new storylines, new shows coming up, um, 
Is there, what are the, we talked a little bit about this, but is there, uh, what are the things that you're most looking forward to coming up next year? Because I mean, there's stuff that hasn't been announced. So what are, what is a thing that you're already excited about if you haven't mentioned it? And what is something that you hope happens next season? Um, let's start with Keith. Well, I said that I would like to see more Asian men in these DC shows, and I realized that uh, Sandhil Ramamurthy is going to be, I guess, the main bad guy on The Flash yes. next season. Yeah. I, I actually don't know who he's playing, but I, I saw uh, the Comic-Con trailer. Work. Blood work. Yes. yes. <laughs> all I see when I look at him and I love him, he's so pretty, I just think my father's research because of heroes. Um uh, <laughs> so amazing. You know what the, yeah. the one thing that they did that he failed with that season six trailer is that he didn't play right after his monologue didn't play, you know, na 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 from all the you know, from the from the heroes trailers every time. <laughs> but, but so wait, who who is he playing on the flash? Bloodwork. I don't know. It's one of the more current a- it's a recent I don't know. creation. Yeah. Oh. yeah, it's it's a smaller villain, but he's gonna be basically he's a scientist who wants to eliminate death. I see. That card did not agree with us. So. No, he said no, no eliminating death. It's a natural order. <laughs> <laughs> um, he would be the, he, he would be the first will, big bad of the of the first half of the season. I, and I will say, like you know, no offense to Flash heads, the Flash villains have never been compelling to me, other than like the first seasons. Uh, Harrison Wells. I feel like I every think everyone agrees with that. Yeah, has been, has been underwhelming. So mm. I'm hoping Sandhil Ramamurthy will be will be a compelling villain, just because he's cool. He was the guy I always wanted to play Doctor Strange. So I'm glad to see him back in like proper Ooh, superhero. Uh, you are cor- you are correct on that, sir. And I will also add <laughs> Odin Fair. I oh. I had a burning need to see Odin Fair as Doctor Strange, and it didn't. Happen. I love um, Odin. Uh, uh, Brittany. We, we, oh, sorry. Both, we both real. I'm sorry. They both are better than uh, Sherlock. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, I also don't understand why you didn't just flip him in uh, 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 Chota for Chota Ajiofor would have made a great Doctor Strange, and mm. uh, and and I think Benedict Cumberbatch would have been an excellent Baron Mordo. So I don't know why you didn't just flip them, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> They did it all for the tumblers. Yeah, the you, tumblers. You know why. Yeah. You know why. Yes, I know why. You know um, why. I can know. Um, well, I haven't finished The Flash current season, but um, I hope there's going to be more Nora in this upcoming season for Flash. Um, for Black Lightning, I really, really want to see Jennifer just more embrace her powers and be a superhero because I'm, I'm just so excited for her. China's so good on that show. Um I don't. There's so many things. Um, you know, a rag doll spinoff would be cool. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> well, Shout out to Clement. I would support you, that. You get Secret Six, and a Secret Six show would be awesome. They almost did it. Secret Six would be dope. They almost yeah. did Secret Six for CBS. So. Mm. And then they, then they didn't because what? Because CBS is the worst. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to all the poor black women who have to go on their shows where they have hairstylists that don't do their hair well. Oh, um, oh, a moment of silence, please. Poor 40 out for their poor follicles because <laughs> I hope they brought a wig because I don't... Uh, poor things. Um, Angie? Um, well, 
Lizzie and I have speculated a lot about Stargirl and its casting because we don't have any footage We're yet. looking forward to having something. Sorry <laughs> right. for interrupting you. It's okay. <laughs> um, but in going through the casting news, again, just to refresh my memory, I am excited about Joy Ismansky playing Tigress because she's Korean-American. Yay! And my uh, Asian side is Korean, so... I'd love to see more of that. I'm looking forward to that. Okay, so Lizzie, uh, Lizzie since, you're, since you're also very into Yes, uh, I literally just want to see something from Stargirl. And I am excited oh. about the possibility of who Yvette Monreal could be playing Um in general, on, on DCTV, I'm sort of cautiously optimistic about... Um, Supergirl's new Latinx character, but I I don't want to put like all my eggs in that basket. So I'm just gonna stay excited for Stargirl and like hopefully seeing some footage. Like when we have some footage, I'll just be excited in general just to see something. Oh, yeah, excellent. Um, Laura uh, unfortunately has to step away, um, and hopefully she'll be back. And Laura, <laughs> if you Uh, let us know when you come back and we appreciate your participation if you cannot and uh, I will see you online and everyone follow Laura online because she's dope yay okay cool Um, can you answer the question before you leave or are you out out yeah yeah I can what I'm looking forward to yes Um, yeah um, I'm looking forward to um, honestly Titans Um, I'm obsessed with this show Um, and it's not because I'm on the podcast I, I was like a fan beforehand so um. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking forward to the new characters. Like Isai, like he he's great. But for myself, I'm look I'm looking forward to Jericho, um, and and Rose, played by Chelaman and Chelsea Zhang. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing the complexity of the characters. Um, because usually Asian characters are kind of the side characters, like the love mm-hmm. interests, or um you know, just, like, temporary, like, recurring roles, like, they come in and they go out. They're never, um, you never really get to know them, and so, and, and with Titans, this one, like, we're getting to know them, um, and also, like, I'm hoping we get more Ryan Potter this season, because um, mm-hmm. last season, he was kind of shafted, um, mm-hmm. and then the first episode, he got beaten up, so I'm hoping that our, my, mm-hmm. my like, the, my love, um, <laughs> Ryan Potter, <laughs> Um, it gets gets his deal, and um, also just like I'm excited to see three Asians uh, on the show this season. Mm-hmm. Yay! Yay! It's like a record. I'm sorry, I said that out loud. Um, <laughs> it's fine. Uh, it, it's so true. Laura. It's true. Okay. <laughs> it's good. Thank you, guys. Uh, we'll, we'll, yeah. Bye. And Bye. we'll be able to come back later. All right. Next up, Andy. Why don't we go with Andy? Okay, I'm, uh, I just had to go look for a list to see like all the new characters are coming. Um, mm-hmm. Well, there's some. I mean, there's they haven't like announced a single Middle Eastern character that's showing up this season. Uh, so, you know, whatever. But uh, no, I mean, again, I'm I'm excited that uh, all these shows, both new ones and and uh, returning ones, are still, you know, they're really expanding upon this on this side that we have that has still really been fully realized in superhero media. You know, I'm excited for, you know, wh- <laughs> whoever all these care actors on Stargirl are playing, I'm excited for them. <laughs> um, um, 
so yay. Um, I'm excited that hopefully Supergirl actually did cast like an actual Latina actor. Like, wait, who is the Latina? Wait, is it uh, the the Julie Gonzalo character? Who's the yes. Person? And she like does she is she does she have the right eyebrows, Taddy? Like that's what Taddy told me about like uh, like how you could tell. Yeah, her, like, that you right. knew that you knew that Maggie Sawyer was Latina because of her eyebrows. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> uh, she does have the right eyebrows. However, I will say that I'm a little bit concerned about Akrata because mm. she's Argentinian, and her the person she's playing specifically is, I believe, of um, it, it's indigenous Mexican descent, basically, and her yeah. name even derives from that. So it's already like, why, why? Yeah. But it's fine <laughs> because they can only take like half a step forward. I mean, yeah. <laughs> should be expected yeah. to. I was gonna, what I was going to say was, I, what I'm really excited, one of the things I'm so excited about is that The Flash is getting its first man of color big bad. Because uh, we never had it before, you know, and I, you know, I, I am in awe with Eric Wallace. I, you know, since the first day I met him, and I think this was during season four, uh, during that WonderCon, where, like, I knew that, okay, this dude, like, is legit. This dude knows what he's doing. I hope he gets more things to do on the show. And then, bibbidi-bobbidi-boo, he became the showrunner. And uh, he and he already granted me two of the things that I've been asking for um, on The Flash for the past two seasons on The Flash podcast for this coming season. So I'm like, okay, like, I'm, I think I'll be rewarded. Um, and, um, and, but of course, with Titans, like, you know, I'm, I'm excited that... The fo- one of the big focuses of this season is on three new characters who are, you know, people of of color, and I and also you know we gotta remember with Shalomar, like you know we also get uh, another trans transgender uh, actor uh, in um, the DCT franchise. Now I don't know if that's gonna be addressed like with with Jericho in the show, but like still what an amazing opportunity for another transgender actor to get. A big opportunity like this, uh, so, so I'm not, I feel like we're like, and, and also we gotta remember, Bad Woman is coming, and you know like that that show is dominantly consisted of people of color. You know, we have an Asian American family, we have uh, Megan Tandy playing Sophie Moore, and uh, so I'm, uh, no, I'm, I'm stoked. I'm stoked that we're like we're that they're not holding. Like, I mean, like they still have many, many. Areas that they can improve upon, but like as as you said, it's half step half step forward is better than nothing. Um, yeah. So well, um, and you you know if you kind of look at everything, generally speaking, we are miles away from where the Arrow first started. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and the, the Arrow pilot Diggle was just there to get knocked out and show how much better than him Oliver was. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of his only. I'm still mad about it. It's been years. Don't uh, at me. I'm still mad. Anyway, understandable. Um, Andy, I'm sorry. Were you done? I I just interjected no, there. No, I, I was just gonna say that you know because I've been writing so much about Smallville and Stone. Like, like we've I mean we've definitely come a long way because Smallville. You know, we if you look at this at the main cast for most of its seasons, it's a very vanilla. It was, it's a, it's a very vanilla. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, lineup like Pete Ross, Shut- he he went bye bye after three seasons. 
Yeah, uh, he had some issues. Is Kristen Kirk Asian? Though? Yeah, well, yeah. Lana. I mean, Kristen's half Asian, so there's. Yeah. Well, they, 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 get, they well, Lana. It was never acknowledged. Although Lana um, was, yeah. although Lana wasn't. <laughs> at uh, least Kristen. And, and Lana was also mostly yep. screwed over by the show because you know. Yes. Clark, I cannot trust you. Well, no, I can't love you. Can I? Can I? Can I ask? Can I ask a question to Andy? Like, does animation count? Because I think Halo on Young Justice is one of the best. Uh, characters in all of mm-hmm. DC TV. Mm-hmm. Well, I I agree, but at the same time, it's easier to bring out those in in those, those kind of characters than it is in live action because there is the the whole. I I don't want to say that there is this negative view upon Middle Eastern because of you know the terrorism and all those things and so on, uh, but like. Like, someone like Halo, I don't know if any show would be willing to bring her in because, for whatever reasons, because, you know, we can't even call Zari by her superhero name in the comic because it's, it just happens to be the name of a very bad organization in the real world. Yeah, you know, I, I, I don't know if I made this point last year, but that one thing that really angers me about that is that there is a superhero character on The Flash who has a very offensive superhero name? Yeah, fine, yep. which they're fine using, but you can't call you can't call Zari Isis because it's really who are they worried about offending? They're about they're worried right. about offending like white people because white mm-hmm. people will hear Isis and freak out, but if uh, if white people hear the G word, they're not going to care, and that's why it's okay to have yep. her on the Flash go by that name, but not Zari, which is which is one of the things that still pisses me off to this day. Yeah, yeah. agreed. Indeed. Tatiana? Hello. Ready? Yes. Do no, you have anything I, else to add I about have, what you were looking for? I do, but I will have to say and another thing about Cisco mm. because I am in direct opposition to Andy on, on this topic. <laughs> Just that I think that I, I, and I'm, you know, I know that it hurts that he's not vibe anymore. And for that, I think it's a shame. But at the same time, the time that he was vibe, he was reduced to being an Uber for the other characters. Either his powers were suppressed in order to make him less important because they didn't want to use his powers, or he was literally just used his powers and then would, you know, leave to go off screen and make something. So I do have faith now that with the loss of his powers, Eric is going to actually take time to explore him as a person, which is something that we haven't seen much of since his brother died. And Cisco, aside from like Candace Patton and Jesse L. Martin existing, um, was mm-hmm. like one of the reasons that I was like, oh, the Flash, hello. But Cisco yeah. it, being there as a character, like being a, a Latino um, character who is very intelligent, who's like praised for his abilities, who isn't in any way a stereotype, um, especially considering what he comes from, like vibe yeah. in the comics is yeah. the enemy <laughs> of a stereotype. So, I really wish they would have put him in the pair of pants just once though. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, so yeah. So for that reason, he was very important to me um, as a character on the Flash. Um, so I'm I'm hoping we're gonna get back to those roots for him. Well, that is, but just, aside, just to mm-hmm. add to what you're saying, is if I there's no reason why you why he can't be a superhero, but also be explored as a, like a real person at the same time. Oh no, of course. That's what I'm saying. Like I don't think they should have taken away his powers, but that's my ex-husband, and I left him for that and many other reasons. So <laughs> now that that has happened. My reference uh, for tomorrow is that uh, <laughs> the past showrunner, for some reason, she would. Tomorrow, <laughs> Taddy, would de- Taddy would, for some reason, define her uh, him as like 
her husband. And then when he <laughs> left the show, she was like, I'm now a divorcee. Excuse you, I divorced him in season four. Okay, yes. I divorced him in season four. <laughs> I am, I'm well he aware. left the show because I divorced him. Yes. I'm aware <laughs> of the colloquialisms of calling people you don't know exes. I'm fine with that. Um, I got it. I picked it up immediately. Uh, Thank you. I Thank you. I understand. <laughs> yeah. Part of the thing about Cisco is he became a little bit OP for their storylines. It's a similar thing that happened to Willow in the late seasons of Buffy mm-hmm. because she was so powerful that basically you had to knock her out unconscious at the beginning of a fight or else she would end it in like three seconds. Exactly. And so it's, it's, it's Where have similar, I heard but Where exactly. have I seen that before? Wait, 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 wait. Kid Flash something. Hold on. <laughs> Yes, yeah. It's coming to me. Shout out, shout out to Kid Lash. Wally who's West. supposed to be faster. Man, okay, I can't. Okay, I'm hosting. I can't get into that. Okay, Corey. Omar, <laughs> <laughs> um, please, please let it, let it all out. That's why we're here. Um, I'm definitely excited to see more of Nia. Um, mm-hmm. Like, absolutely, she is the thing I'm most looking forward to, but... As Andy uh, stole my thunder in mentioning the other trans actor in uh, the DC universe greater, um, I'm also excited to see Chala um, and all of the new characters on Titans. Like I, I love that show very dearly, and all the new regulars, save one, I'm very excited about. Oh, he, he doesn't like you either. It's fine. <laughs> wow. J- J- Listen, I don't J- need J- another white boy Robin. Well, he. Oh. Yeah. Sorry. You, he won't be around for that much longer, honestly. So you, you should be fine <laughs> with that. If you're going, you're going then, to base Then he will come back with a beautiful red, red hood. Yeah. <laughs> you really don't cool. think that they would not? If you if you fools don't think that they would they would not do a red hood show. They would, but they're not going to do it for a minute. Like, it's going to have to, like, based on age range, too, like, yeah, once they're off, it's going to be like years, years, just like he was in the comics. Yeah. <laughs> Remember when nobody stayed dead except for Bucky and Jason Todd, and then they both came back, like, the same year? <laughs> right. Fun times. Uh, um, <laughs> so we've mentioned Eric Wallace a lot. We've name checked him a lot. Um, uh, I think that as viewers, we can feel what's happening in the room, of, you know, as minorities uh, or underrepresented people. Um, I definitely felt an improvement the last like two seasons on Flash. And then when I looked, I could tell that the rooms not only were more diverse probably than they were earlier, they also had more people who had comic book knowledge, which I think really helped the storytelling. So Sterling Gates. Yes, Sterling Gates, you know, had some really great episodes there. So who are some of like is is that a thing that you're looking at do you are you looking forward to any directors that are coming up are have you been looking at you know any of the writers rooms like besides Eric Walsh that we all agree is great and should be awesome um what <laughs> else are you kind of keeping tabs on uh coming coming up uh so it's not minority based but <laughs> i'm excited about Jay Faber on Supergirl mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. again Going to what you said about it seeming like The Flash brought in people with more comic book knowledge. Um, Jay is certainly that. Um, Jay co-wrote some of my favorite Titans comics of all time. So I'm 
very excited to see what he does with Supergirl. Mm. I'm excited for a lot of. So I mean, it's, it's this is not. I mean, this is for mostly um, some of the actors who have been on the airways already. But several of them are directing this season. Uh, we, have yeah. Kate, we have Katie Cassidy. We have Kate Lotz. I know. I think just McAllen, if I read that line correct, she has an option of directing an episode. Uh, this Melissa. Season. Melissa, of course, Melissa, and uh, uh, Kyrie will get to direct an episode in season six of Supergirl. So, like, I, I'm excited for like a lot of the women getting to really take more part in, uh, you know, you know, behind the camera instead instead of just in front of the camera. So that is uh, that's something that I'm like re- like looking a lot close to and so on. Um, I guess uh-huh. I gotta think more about what else there is. I mean, of course, because Eric oh. Wall is the one I'm really like, you know. Yeah. Really also, co- Eric Wallace promised he is in the process of hiring a black woman for the writers' room, which is the first what? time in six what? years that that will have happened. Yeah. Yep, that's, that's true. Yeah. Wait, we we had a black woman. Yeah, it shows. No, I said it's the first time. It's no. been six years. We never had one. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It definitely shows that there's not a black woman in the in the writers room at all in that show. Yeah, that's a what. And you, and I was so you can tell that there were more brown people in general in it, starting definitely last season. Like certain reactions that she was having to things, I'm like, there's brown people in the room that actually have a voice now because there's some stuff that she would have reacted to much differently in the first two seasons, no matter how kind of you know polished or whatever i don't I, I, there's a couple of words i could use that might be offensive but uh i was right. gonna say bougie but i'm bougie so it's fine um <laughs> <laughs> but there's just certain reactions that you have to things that you weren't getting earlier that like you know that you were we were able to see in just brief moments and i'm like yes good because that's how she would react to that thing you know mm-hmm. um anyway. and I, I think that's uh, what uh, makes Black Lightning such a great show is because not only do you get all the superhero stuff, do you get all this comic stuff, but you have a writer's room that you can tell yeah. believes and has experienced the stories that they're telling. You know, and, and everything feels a little bit more grounded than say Arrow and certainly Legends, but the, you know, Legends isn't trying to be grounded. That's not what they do. <laughs> uh, but I think Behind the scenes, that's, that's one thing. That's one component that needs to continue to change. Uh, but also, you know, you mentioned characters. And I don't think these shows, as nerdy as they can get, I still don't think they've done enough of a deep dive into the characters they can use. And so that's kind of why, like, I'm, I'm wondering what this universe will look like post-crossover. Because mm-hmm. will we have a world where, you know, I, I, again, Batman can be very litigious, but let's say, do we have a world where... Christmas Island and Renee Montoya can show up on Batwoman. Right. You know, do we have a world where all prayers up, we have John Stewart Diggle mm-hmm. as a part of this universe? Because I, I, again, I think it's not just that you have people of color as boxes to check off, but I think their presence needs to be important. And I would love to see, a, you know, granted, it's, it's it's expensive, it's special effects intensive, and we know that CW budget, that CW dollar don't always stretch as far as it, as it needs to. Uh, but I would love a Green Lantern show because that's a show right there where you can have a various plethora uh, of, you know, different genders and races and, and folks from different sexual orientations and backgrounds because anybody 
can wear the Green Lantern ring. That's like baked into the mythos of that character. Uh, so I hope we get John Stewart Diggle, and I hope maybe that can lead to some more characters that are from the comics that they really haven't utilized to this point. Mm-hmm. Well, anything is possible after the crossover. Yeah. And I, I do think that part of some of the balance that's off is that they don't always, even if the show is specifically one hero in the title, every superhero show is technically an ensemble show. Mm-hmm. And when you lose track of that, then I think that's what makes it harder to not just build characters that people care about and give them dimensionality, but it also makes it harder for you to write 22 episodes in a year because you're, you know, there's those episodes where you're spinning the wheels. There's at least four episodes in every season mm-hmm. that have kind of nothing to do with the big bad. And I was say, maybe you, they don't all need to be 22 episodes. Right. Well, <laughs> Or we should have more filler in general. Filler is good. Well, honestly, as as that, what Flash you know. is doing this season is th- this was one of the things that I've been asking for for the past couple of seasons on the Flash Project is, you know, look, cause, you know, the CW likes their, their the twenty two episode format. I get it, but you can still do what Agent Sh- Shield has been doing for the past mm. couple of seasons. Is that uh, you do these second halves of the season? You know, do you like pods? One pod is, you know, 10 episodes that consist of Ghost Rider, and then you can do 10 episodes that consist of uh, the LMD stuff, and then the Agent of Hydras mm-hmm. and so on. And, like, the first half of the season of Flash will be will be about blood work, and then we have Cries on Infinite Earth, no big deal. And then the, the second half will not only deal with the fall of Crisis, but it will also feature a second big bad. Uh, so, like, and Eric Wall specifically kind of described it as, like, graphic novels, uh, um, yeah, and which is I think oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I was gonna say that's why I, my favorite Shield season was that season with Ghost Rider and the LMDs yeah. because it felt mm-hmm. there's something very natural as a comic book reader to these like eleven, twelve episode, ten to twelve episode arcs because mm-hmm. within them they have two or three in there and it just the beats of it feel right and also it's hard to. It just have one big it's a lot of episodes mm-hmm. to try and stretch out and you, and people have to get dumb at weird times to let things go or let people escape and it drives you crazy sometimes and that's just you know now i'm not saying any of these shows cc shows in specific that's every show that has a big bad and has that many episodes it you know it gets weird sometimes it takes a minute to figure that out so um that's why i think leaning on the ensemble nature of the show where you can have your episodes that you know, focus on other people and build them up. It just makes a stronger show overall, to me. That's why I love the DC Universe shows so much because, like, I and I, I don't know if Corey and Laura and I and Amy have talked about this a lot on Times Podcast, but like, there's never really been a moment I think for us where we have gone, "Wow, Dick had to be was written like an idiot this week because the plot dictated because it's such a tight season. Like these characters get to stay true to themselves and act as if they would have have in any situation." Uh, I don't know if how Cora feels about that, but that's at least something I've been thinking about. I feel like on Titans, we had the opposite problem, where mm. the season wasn't long enough for the story that they wanted to tell. Right. right. Mm. Well, yeah, so, and, well, that's because we're greedy. You know, we like we, well, we can't make up our minds. <laughs> well, it's well no, that, it's because it's... we got half a finale last year. Yeah. Well, this season we're getting a proper that episode show in season. The premiere this year where we got the other half of the finale. Yeah. yeah. Where, like, Raven, like, in the middle of the finale, like, 
she grew a couple inches or something uh because you know she's like she's the youngest customer on that show she's still you know <laughs> because she looked taller like yo i'm not kidding like but the second half i'm like did you she, like what did she just like gr- like grow in the middle of the yep. showdown it was that when they gave her uh, chunky heels. I'm assuming she grew. I mean, who knows? <laughs> it's magic, it's Andy. It's magic. Yeah. Okay, so we have another uh, excellent, unfortunately, from the show. Keith, thank you for joining us. We really appreciate it. And, and he's gone. Cool. Um, <laughs> we love him. He's great. He had to go. It's cool. Everything's awesome. Um, so uh, uh, we're gonna go highs and lows now. Um, we've we've kind of you know danced around it a little, little bit, but we're gonna go. What was the worst thing that happened on one of these shows, and what was the best thing for to you? And <laughs> oh we're gonna God. start. I know, getting spicy in here. We're gonna start with Tatiana. So wait, so so it's best and worst things. Uh, just either uh, is it something representational where you're like oh you have this person of color here but then you did this and that's gross um, kind of like having a slur as a hero name that was fine in 1983 but yeah. should have been changed now yeah well there was that that was very upsetting on The Flash and people repeatedly brought it up and I think like at the very end they did the courtesy of having Cisco call her Cynthia like once yeah. and before she left but yeah. I know Lizzie's going to talk about this or has already talked about this and continue talking about it forever, but Maggie Sawyer is obviously yes. the most... go for it. The effrontery. <laughs> the effrontery. <laughs> um, but yeah, just, just the fact that they not only, you know, said, specifically said they were going to cast a Latina for Maggie Sawyer, and then they didn't. But then in her first season, at least they were just like, oh, I'm just kind of not white. I get weird looks because I have a tan. Like, she didn't ever specifically say anything. But then once yeah. people realized she wasn't, the next season, they, like, double down. And she's like, I am so Mexican. I am fluent in my horrible Spanish. My father's from Spain. Mexican Spain. And also in our country, Linda Carter, who is actually a Mexican, is building a wall. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Whatever. But anyway, so that was horrible. Um, but... <laughs> How do you not have your own stand-up show somewhere in LA? <laughs> I don't. You know what? I just because no one is as good of an audience as you guys are. That's why. No, but um, I feel like there was something else I was gonna say. But yeah, that's pretty much like that was like the most offensive to me. I think the this is not this is not like I don't know how to explain this, but. I love Black Lightning and everything you guys have said about Black Lightning and its representation like of the Pierce family and how much they get to explore and actually like, live their lives is so beautiful. But like the one thing that bothers me is the way that Grace and Anissa um, are treated, like mm. comparatively speaking. Like I want them to get the care, the consideration, the screen time that Jennifer and Khalil get. Um, and I think it's so strange because Black Lightning is such a well done show. And yet like, Anytime there's like an editing problem where I'm like, how do we jump from here to here? Like, I don't understand what happened. 90% of the time it's grace. It's, it's Anissa's relationship. Mm. Um, so that's something that I don't know. I don't know. Like I'm not like deep in, you know, like mm, conversations about black lightning, but I just wonder what the, if there's like a disconnect there, you know, or if it's honestly just that Chantal doesn't have as much time. Like, why don't they give her a regular contract? I don't know. Mm. So if you guys have thoughts on that, then I would love to hear it. 
Brittany? I, I honestly don't know if, she, if it's her scheduling. I know she was in a play last season. So I don't know if that affected her uh, ability to work or they just are trying to focus on other things that they think are more important and waiting for Grace Thunder to be officially a thing and go right. I don't know. I do ship them, so I hope they get it right because there's so many people I know who ship it. Um, and I think it's like the first show to have like, a, you know, a, two women of color in an interracial relationship. So you know, I think yeah. that's awesome, and that they especially really, superhero wise, yeah, yeah, and I think they really should explore that. Um, but yeah, I don't know what the deal is. I would have to probably look more into it to be honest. Mm. Okay. And I, I think I agree with a lot of what Brittany just said. I also think they had so much table setting to do last season, and you know, Brittany knows from doing the show. Like we spent two episodes in South Freeland that I was maybe the only misstep of the mm. of the season. Yeah. And that time could have been spent somewhere else. But I think they felt they had to do that in order to set up stuff going on later in the season with the metahuman. So I think maybe from a writer's perspective, obviously they, they want it to continue because we did have some subplots throughout the season with, with uh, Grace and Anissa. But I don't know if where it ranked on their list of priorities. They also have half the time that other shows have. Yeah. So yeah, it yeah. makes it a little bit harder to, to balance all that stuff up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know, I'm assuming that Grace's powers and all that stuff is going to be a big thing next season. So I'm assuming it's doing a like a switch, right? Like her, the Anissa and Grace's yes. relationship will probably be more to the forefront than, than previously. Um, That's on the uh, I would like to see it list. Yeah, I I agree. I think that it has a lot of potential. And I really liked Grace in the comics, so it'd be interesting mm-hmm. to see her do more stuff in the show. Uh, Brittany, what are what were some of your highs and lows? Um, I will never forgive how the Hawks were done. Pull one out for Hawks. Did you know she was a barista? Hey, did you? Hey, hey, hey. On the street, did you know that Ciara Nate was playing a barista? Three months ago. Three months ago. She was a barista. That girl is being very strange on me right now for yelling yelling about the barista thing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I just, that was not handled as well because I was really excited for that. Not Mm. gonna lie. And I, it just went in the direction that I didn't think it would go and it was just, I don't think it was well handled. Um, And yes, the Maggie Sawyer thing bothered me too because I don't know, Hollywood has this idea of if you look like this race you can play that race and it's like but if you aren't that race no you can't like it's a huge thing that they do um I wrote an article about it for Nerds of Color that when I was taking like acting classes my teacher said if I go by my actual last name there's a good chance that I will get cast in Latinx roles even though I'm not Latinx my last name is Greek like they're just like it's gonna happen because you look closer to what some people think is Puerto Rican and things like that. So mm. it that so it's a, like that's why I go by my first and middle name because it's a less uh, I guess more racially ambiguous. But that's the thing. It's like Hollywood doesn't know how to cast people correctly a lot of the times. Um, we even talked about this on uh, Nate's other podcast about The Rock, like. Mm-hmm. They have a hard time casting him in like casting his family members because he's also mixed and it's hard to put him 
with bright family members and things like that. Um, so I do wish they would get that down. Uh, I think the best things from CW DC TV this year has definitely been, um, I think Black Lightning. I haven't finished Supergirl either, but I really enjoyed Is it Naya? Is that the character's name? I'm sorry. Yeah. Nia. Yeah, I love that. Oh, and I'm so yeah. happy. I was so happy for you, Corey, when you got that and like when you were talking about it. So I've been happy just to see your reactions and you being represented. Like that meant a lot to me to see someone else, you know, getting the representation that they deserve. So one of the best moments of Stano Comic Con 2018. I like I can watch it on the loop because it's just so beautiful. Yeah. Uh, so true. Nathan, what about you? Highs and lows. All right. The low. Uh, you know, with, with all due respect to the Hawks, with all due respect to uh, <laughs> to Cynthia, for me, I got to go back to Flash and say Wally West. The way they did my boy Wally West. Mm. Always shuff, shuffling him off to the side. You know, when, when you had this interesting character and a really good actor, uh, and you didn't do a lot with him. And what was it, Andy? Was it season, was it season three or four that started with Barry being gone? Season four, he was gone for eight epi- he was eight, he was gone for two two portions of an episode. Yes, yeah, and that like to me that was an opportunity that you could have used to really establish Wally, and they mm-hmm. did nothing with it. And I felt like Kid Flash, even when he went to Legends, he was he was primarily just kind of a joke character, uh, and I, I thought he was sorely uh, misused and mismanaged. But can I add uh, something to that? Go ahead. I like Legends tomorrow, but. This is what they kind of do a lot. Like they have a very significant uh, dose of comedy and not taking themselves seriously, and then they have those serious moments. But like, yeah, like you know, you can have powerful moments, but it can easily get so vaporized because mm. they will, you know, like let's do another Revo joke, you know, like you know, unicorn eating a nipple. I don't know. <laughs> Let's have Rip and Wally singing drunk karaoke, even though I did love that scene. That was great. Uh, was great. But in terms of what I liked, I will start with Legends. I got two things. Number one, the uh, Jax and Stein relationship. I really dug what uh, Victor Garber and Franz Drummond brought to those roles um, because I think it would have been so easy for them to kind of fall into stereotypes. Mm-hmm. But it felt like a real relationship. Even though, you know, let's leave the drugging part out of this. But uh, it felt. Yeah. Oh, it did you hear me like, thinking that real loud? Yeah. That <laughs> <laughs> but like, it, it felt like a relationship that a middle-aged white guy and a young black dude would have where they're trying to find common ground because they're forced to work together. Mm-hmm. And so I like my favorite episode of Legends was probably the one where they had to go back to uh uh, the uh, plantation. Oh, yeah. And not only did you have uh, Franz and Maisie doing great work in that episode, but there's a moment where Victor Garber just like, you know, because he's got the psychic link to Jefferson, and he feels like the fear and the, the hopelessness that Jefferson's in that situation. I thought the way Victor Garber played that moment was amazing. Uh, so, like, that, I, I really enjoyed the Franz and, uh, excuse me, the uh, Jackson-Stein relationship, but also Black Lightning uh, as a whole. Like, it to me, it's been one of the best 
spotlights for representation and diversity in the entire CW universe. Uh, but I will speak specifically to black masculinity when it comes to black lighting and the, and the character of Jefferson Pierce. And I love that they cast Cress Williams in that role because he's an older guy, uh, but he has he fills that role with gravitas. He's believable as both the principal and the superhero that's coming out of mm-hmm. retirement. Uh, and I love that men on this show are not afraid to have emotions, which is something that a lot of times if you cast a black guy on a TV show, he's either the cool guy He's either the, desi- the desirable sex symbol uh, or he's the thug. Mm-hmm. Those are kind of the three lanes he can go in. Whereas on Black Lightning, Jefferson Pierce is allowed to be a fully realized person. Like in the last episode of the season, we see him kind of break down and cry because he's so happy that his family is safe in that moment. Uh, Damon Gupton playing Inspector Henderson. Uh, I-, I love that he is able to have this fraternal relationship with Jeff, but he also feels like, yeah, like this is a dude you could find in the neighborhood. He feels real. And so it's kind of a different Tobias Whale as this kind of self-hating person of color. Mm-hmm. And and so I think just the the, the various uh, portrayals of black masculinity on that show are, are just great and amazing. Khalil. Uh, and so uh, as a black man, it, it's refreshing to kind of see a show where we're not shuffled off to the side uh, and, and cast as either comic relief or, hey, it's sexy black guy who's going to be cool and then we'll never see him again after this week. Mm, sexy black guy. Sexy disposable black guy. Sexy uh, disposable black guy, yes. Yeah. Uh, That's the uh, title of my memoir. <laughs> Mem- my memoir. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's also an excellent <laughs> band name, by the way. Um, Corey, <laughs> uh, if you're still here, Corey. I am. Oh, great. Uh, so could you give me your highs and lows before you head out? Yeah, so obviously my high, I, I talked about it at the beginning. My high is getting to to see myself as a superhero, to see a character who's like me. But my real high was being able to tell the actress how much it meant to me mm. and how important it was for me to see that. And her answer that will stick with me for my entire life about how it's funny because it's also the first time she gets to see a trans superhero. So, like, that's, that is the high that I don't think I'll ever be able to top. (laughs) Um, I think my low is just, my low is nothing related to the making of the shows themselves. My low is the fandom. Mm. The shipping fandom that the CW perpetuates is so unbelievably toxic when it comes to if a ship that they don't like is getting airtime or a ship that they like is not getting canonized. And I see that a lot in my favorite show with the, with the various shippers there with the, the Sanvers shippers and the Supercorp shippers. And honestly, almost every time there's a tinge of racism to it. Mm. Yep. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like the Sanvers people don't care that, Maggie Sawyer 
was not actually Latina. They don't give two craps about that, but by God, they're mad about. And they still that. blame the showrunners. Like they, they keep thinking that they are, that Floriana was not the one who wanted to leave, even though she was the one who wanted to leave because she wanted to be done with the show. Like they're like, oh, it's you know, you guys are you know messing, screwing up the show, and so uh, because you know you're not serving. They're like, y'all. She didn't want to stay. Sorry, Corey, I did not mean to interrupt, but like that thing no. is also so no. ridiculous no. because they it, keep blaming the showrunners. I'm like, Jessica yeah. and Robert had nothing to do with that. It happened before they were showrunners. Mm. Well, we don't talk about, uh, we don't talk about that person. What they should have done was just recast her with an actual Latina and been like, "Aren't you guys happy?" Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. After Christ says, says we can just recast the role and she can go as a bad woman. God, I would love that. It would make them so mad. Um, (laughs) There are so many of them that are so mad about Alex and Alex and Jimmy's sister. Like, who's amazing? I love Kelly. Yeah. Yeah, Kelly is great, and they're so mad, and I wonder why that is. Uh, I mean, I mean, can't imagine. I mean, I can't imagine why that I is. I can't imagine why they were also upset with Jimmy and Kara. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a hundred percent racism. Yeah, or uh-huh. Jimmy and Lena. what? What in the world could be coloring their opinion on this? <laughs> wait, 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 wait! Quite interesting. <laughs> no, no, I, I think that the shipping culture is so toxic, and I just. Mm. Honestly, I try to stay out of it anymore. Like, yeah. I would love to see Kara and Lena get together. It's not going to happen. And that's fine. Yeah. But you just need to know that you can have canon of your own without mm-hmm. having to try to force it onto everyone else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Okay. Um, yeah, shout out to headcanon. I have to take off now. Uh, okay. Um, I thank will you for see joining you guys me. later, and uh, thank you guys for having me. Well, thank you yeah. for being thank you for joining us. I appreciate it. Great love virtually love meeting you. Love, love, love <laughs> you, Corey. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I was, what I was going to ask her before she left was, I, I'm, I'm, I don't know how much this has happened so far in the Titans fandom, but you know, for those who do not know, uh, you know, we do have, um, we have a black woman playing Starfire. <gasps> they should have had a black woman Excuse on them me? wigs. What? <laughs> oh my god. Oh, oh my god. god. Uh, <laughs> oh. This, ladies and gentlemen, it's one of the many reasons why I want tomorrow to moderate because I'm like, she can say the things that I want to say, but that I, that I can't. Um, She's a spectacularly beautiful woman. I've, I met her once. She's mm. radiant. And that first season wig was a travesty, and they should all be ashamed of it. All of them. You have never told me that you met her. Like what? Like, t- like, like, stop! Like, time out. St- pull the curtain. Tell us when you met Anna the Yelp. Oh, she because she was on the Messengers. Um, that was only on for like a oh. season, and Wait, so I was at that yeah, round table with, Patty, with Patty Spivett. Yes. So, so I was at that round table, I think it was WonderCon, and I, you know, interviewed everybody. Everyone was really cool. It was actually a very interesting show. I'm sad that I didn't get another season. I want to, I would have wanted to see what they had done with it. But, um, she was just 
Like it's one, it's one of those things where sometimes you meet people and they're just so beautiful that you're like, how are you a real person? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yes. it, it was, yeah. Like I saw Lupita Nyong'o in real life one time and it's like <gasps> in books where they describe angels or celestial beings was taking it like human form. Was it like looking into the sun? It, 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 it was because I didn't want to look away. So it didn't hurt my eyes. <laughs> but it was like a celestial being taking human form, oh but God. it's still so beautiful that you can't comprehend it. That is what Lupita Nyong'o is in real life. Mm. Oh. And uh, yeah, so that's, I, and that was the, uh, I was at that Oscars uh, screen, like thing where it was a screening of Wrinkle in Time and they interrupted. And uh, I should have known what was happening, but I assumed that it was going to be like, well, Ava DuVernay and Oprah were going to pop in at the end of the screening because it was right next to it. I didn't think it was going to be like an interrupted in the middle of the thing. So standing in front of me and I'm in the front row is Lupita Nyong'o, mm-hmm. uh, Gal Gadot, Gadot oh and uh, what? What? Emily Blunt. And so I just am like, mm-hmm. I don't understand how to process what's in front of me right now. Um, I can't hug Gal Gadot because uh, she's Wonder Woman and it means a little too much to me. I can't touch Lupita because she's too beautiful. I did give her a Black Panther uh-huh. suit. The Wakandan salute, though. So I remember when she walked past yeah. me at Comic Con a few years ago, and I'm like, I'm like, Wonder Woman, what? Yeah. <laughs> I also, Wendell and Christy walked by me at another con, and she's incredibly tall, and all I wanted to do was be her friend so we could wear heels and make guys feel uncomfortable with our height. <laughs> so, you know, that's, that's a brief history of women I find radiant that I've had contact with. Um, <laughs> back to highs yeah. and lows. Lizzie, yes. what were your highs Ooh. and lows? Ooh, we're back to Maggie with my low oh, yes, because, yes. Um, I mean, I yes. just want to add um, to what Taddy said that the, my biggest problem, I mean, I obviously had a problem with her being cast and the whole thing where they didn't even like, I don't even know why they try to make her speak Spanish. Um, but I had a real problem with the actress and we were talking earlier about shipping culture. I thought the shippers come at me. So you don't care about my representation. You don't care about my representation. <laughs> like, it's like, it's exactly <laughs> what you're saying. Um, because uh, Floriana Lima went in, went somewhere, got a tan. Because she used to be, like, she got a tan to play uh, Maggie, first of all. Like, I'm going to send you all a picture of what she used to look like before she got that role. Oh, so she went in and got a tan to get Latinx roles. And then she did an interview when she talked about how the Latinx community um, uh, uh, and homophobia and, and, and the LGBT. Mm. And I was like, what the f- are you, first of all, talking about the LGBT community? And then why are you talking about how the Latinx community receives the LGBT community? You have no idea. Like, shut up. Like, staying quiet is free. <laughs> and I don't, I don't understand. And then everyone just doubled down on the thing. And they were like, yes, she's super Latina. And then like, we're going to build the wall and the wall's going to, it made no sense. Um, and it felt like it was, they were trying to double down on something because they knew it didn't work. Um, and then they just wrote her out. And then they were like, well, now we're fine. You forgive us for everything. And we're like, no. You you haven't even like acknowledged that you did something wrong. Okay, uh-huh. Lizzie, Lizzie, tell her, tell us how you really feel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hold back for ages. And every time I say like, every time I see good representation, I compare it to Maggie Sawyer. She's like, look, this is what you should have done. Um, mm. or at least like, 
like we talked about earlier, you just should not have made her Latina. When right. you decided that was the actress, well, okay, Maggie is Italian. That's it. And, like, she didn't have to be Latina. You didn't have to make that stupid storyline stick. Um, <laughs> especially if you knew you were going to lose the actress anyway. Like, why? Um, and then um, that's one of the reasons why I don't trust um, Supergirl with any Latinx actress. I mean, they, they cast Odette, um, but they she wasn't playing. I mean, she was never outwardly playing a Latina. Right. Uh, she wasn't even human. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. her, in her humble defense, Lizzie, she was a Kryptonian. Exactly. She was a Kryptonian. But, like, you make an excellent point with her, though, Lizzie, just because, like, all three of the evil Kryptonians were women of color, and they were just, like, murdered off in an episode, or uh-huh. unacknowledged. Somehow Supergirl treated women of color that season, but <laughs> how could I complain? That was just me being homophobic. I was told. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, okay, yeah. And I'm, I'm going to talk about something good. Um, again, this is this has nothing to do with me, but I legit teared up when I read that Candace was um, uh, being allowed. Allowed. It feels like she was allowed to like yeah. have her hair on screen, like her regular hair, mm. and like it. It feels like. I mean. I don't know why. I legit, I read it, and I was sitting in front of a computer in tears. I was like, why does this mean so much? And I think it's just a step towards normalizing what the experience of everyone else is. Um, Mm -hmm. We haven't seen it yet, but it meant so much to me just to know that it was going to happen. I haven't watched The Flash in two seasons. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to get caught up with The Flash. It's just because of that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like uh, I will say the one thing, though, about Supergirl is that we have um, there are two seasons there where the powers that be were a little, let's say, wonky and um, that you could really feel that in the episodes a lot of ways, like a lot of the stuff with Monel, like the Monel. I know it's not pronounced Mitzelplik, but I watched Super Friends as a kid and that's how it <laughs> puts it in my brain. Um, that episode was a, was a great opportunity to hang a lantern on basically similar behavior and it didn't happen. And based on who was in charge at that point there, you can see that there is a reason why that didn't happen. So I think that some of the problems that happened then would not necessarily happen now. Um, so I'll just say that and I will go to Andy. Andy, what were your highs and lows? Um, I mean... I can't think of any a lot of lows from this from the from this past season, but one thing that I I don't see enough people talking about it. But I, in season three of Arrow, I still vomit physically every time I remember that Rachel Ghoul, who was also played by a white man, uh, to play mm-hmm. an Arabic role. But you know, I mean, white people, Arab- Arabian people. I mean, same thing. I get it. Same. Um, <laughs> but uh, um, he forced his lesbian daughter to marry this white trash can uh, <laughs> for no purpose I mean no purpose other than the fact that he was v- uh, yo I've never seen such a petty version of Rachel Gould in my life and but, but but there's still people out there believing that no he's not homophobic I'm like I beg your pardon <laughs> like your actual pardon I, I beg 
Um, like, you know, like that still disgusts me to this day. Uh, that somehow we were just like it never t- came on people's minds that oh, a gay woman was just forced to marry a straight man. It's, I mean, and this woman being Oliver Queen out of all of that, <laughs> like. I don't know, like, between Oliver from Earth X being married to, to a version of Kara and that, I don't know what disgusts me more. Um, <laughs> oh, good lord, I'm so happy dying. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, sweet, sweet, delicious death. Yeah, I, like, I mean, like, it's like, it's like what Taddy said, you know, it's not like I don't like him, I just like him more dead. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, she, like, death becomes him. Mm. Yeah, although I will, mm. I will say this, I do like Stephen Amell, I do not have anything against him, I just, the, this Oliver Queen Green Arrow is just, it's not for me, and I, thank God a small world is, like, is available for streaming, because Justin Hartley is my, <laughs> is my bae when it comes to Green Arrow, <laughs> but that was like one of my biggest lows, um, also because like it just, it just also pains this other bad picture that you know in middle eastern culture this is what happens that they force they force uh middle eastern parents force their children of any uh, sexual uh, even if they're lgbt to marry like like a, like a straight person um mm-hmm. and i'm like this is ugh. good lord arrow <laughs> like it is so hard to defend that show. Like I, 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 I know great people on that show that works on it and so on. And, like there is a lot of people I look up to on that show. But my God, it is like, like it is more difficult to to say good things about that show than it is for me going to church. And like I, never, <laughs> I never go to church, but still, it's somehow easier for me to do that than like say good things about Arrow. But <laughs> Positive, like for me, like I mean, like again, I don't. Ha- I mean, I mean, I don't obviously have the connection that Corey has to the all, not all character, but like that moment in, I would say, I want to say episode four or five, where she talks to her, to Jimmy and just flat out says, you know, I'm a transgender woman, and she just talks about her life and what she's trying to do and everything, and I'm just like, this is so important and so good. Um, and like, and, and like, you know, and like, it always bugs me. Like, and I, and I will say loves like, like with Corey, it is sometimes these fandoms, uh, whether it is shippers or obnoxious YouTubers being like offended every time anyone who isn't the main hero gets, um, an iota of <laughs> scenes. <laughs> we don't care who I as a leader. This is so boring. I don't care about musical crossover. I just want to see superhero action. I don't care about, you know, couples being happy. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but still watch my videos and subscribe. Um, <laughs> wow, these painkillers cool. are... These painkillers are... I know. Painkillers. I was like, I was like, should I step in, Andy? Or But I feel like yeah. you really need to get that out. Like, <laughs> That was, um, that was actually from your soul. I appreciate yeah. it. No, but it's like, I mean, I, look, I, there comes a point as when we, all of us as critics and Pagan, so like, you know, we can, we can put up with something for just so long, but like when the, some of these shows starts to cross the lines on certain things, it needs to be called out. But that doesn't mean that we shouldn't celebrate the good things that they do do. Like, well, like, yeah. like, for example, I'm still 
you know, despite the the horrible harassment that she got, which I'm still so happy that someone like Ana Dio got the role of Starfire. It's such a big, iconic role in DC, and they gave it, you know, they cast this talented black woman uh, who is doing, I mean, say what you will about her season one wig, but she's doing wonderful (laughs) things with with the character. Um, Beyond the wig, she's great. Yeah. It has, the wig has nothing to do with her. Yeah. I, uh, have you seen her? Have you seen her? What the, her new hair is going to look like? The new, yeah, the new hair is much better, and it's a better color. Like, I just Hollywood has a problem with red wigs. I don't know why they can't do this like sort of bright, like comic book red wig. Like the Medusa wig is still the worst wig I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> and, um, short of uh, Oliver's flashback wigs, those are terrible. Oh, um, oh they do their best, but they're not good. Um, but they just, and also, like, even on Aquaman, like, Mira's wig looked great wet. Dry is a little 50-50, but it still is the best version of all those that we've seen. See, it's just I'm the, it's the a complete hard- opposite on that. I, I think that the, the wig looks best when it's dry, but then when, it, when she's wet, it looks like it doesn't look real. I felt like it looked more fake dry in certain scenes than it did wet because of I guess maybe the effects that were around it so I don't know I don't know your, your mileage may vary on these wigs I mean <laughs> far be it for me to tell you how to feel in your heart about these red wigs uh, Angie what were your yeah. highs and lows uh, well I can't speak to anything from the past season because I'm not caught up with any of them but one of the many 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 ways that arrow let me down in its uh series was china white that character um is like if a computer digested all of the asian assassin stereotypes it would have barfed out the china white (laughs) character (laughs) i just it that's one of the reasons why arrow lost me um as far as highs go in general, I think the Sarah Lance character for me, I don't know if I mm. love Sarah Lance more or Katie Lotes more or maybe it's just equal, but the fact that she just like loves her character so much and the way that like she posts her training and how she's not this like stereotypical, you know, feminine character and she's allowed these different complexities in her appearance and in her training and in her character I just really love like she posts like her jujitsu like takedowns and I'm like yes I really enjoy seeing women just like embracing strength in general and the fact that she isn't she directing this season too she's she's doing her episode right now perfect timing i'm really excited about that too because lizzie and i have gone on and on about this on our own podcast and how we need women behind the camera you know like that's equally as important we're always seeing things through a male lens like the male gaze exists and we need to see these characters especially female characters through a female lens like period that's what Mm -hmm. we need excellent so um we're running a bit long so I'm going to have a one-sentence answer, please, for this final question. She, you clearly um, do not know us at all. This is not a question that's going to require a lot of things. This is just a fun thing to wrap it up because obviously there's a lot more to talk about on this subject. It's never-ending. There's a lot of stuff that we can get into, but you know, time, time being what it is. But what is 
the what is the one character and actor that you would either want to bring in for crisis or to spin out of crisis and have their own show this is just a fun question you get one answer and i'm going to start with nathan no question david ramsey john stewart diggle he was the character that got me into comics when i was a kid and it would be uh you know a beautiful thing to see that character realized on the big on the uh small screen in live action okay uh tatiana uh jumping off of john stewart i would like him to bring the green lantern core specifically jessica cruz mm. yeah jessica. i like it oh, yeah angie oh no i'm not ready okay um, i okay i want to see with like the batwoman show i want them to bring in one of their amazing female villains oh. and have that do something Yes, good. I like this. Uh, Andy? I'm the need the thing still. But same with okay, Brittany. <laughs> Brittany. Bring Michael Rosenthal back. Yeah, Michael Rosenthal. <laughs> Lizzie. Lizzie? Oh, did my Lizzie let? I think she might have left. No, no, I'm here. I'm here. Oh, okay. <laughs> she was like, oh. none for you. <laughs> no, I want Wildcat, but like a good version of Wildcat. Ooh. Yeah, a good version <laughs> yeah. of Wildcat. Okay, Andy. Yes. This is all on you. Have you got your answer Wait, yet? Are we out of okay, you, that, Yeah, we got we, we had two <laughs> people drop out, man. Tomorrow. Would you like me to answer yeah, to, before you go? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I want them to bring Justin Hartley as Green Arrow on before the crisis. <laughs> that would be amazing. See, that was your answer, Andy. Well, I... Because you all, because I don't know, I just wanted to be crazy. Taddy stole my answer because I was going to say Jessica Cruz. I was like, so like Jessica Cruz, Jessica Cruz, Jessica Cruz. Hop on board. Yeah, oh, you know, she can bring Simon. She can bring Simon. Uh, Simon yes. That, a better <laughs> version of Simon than, oh, sorry. You mean, <clears throat> you mean Simon Baz, right? Um, yes. Yeah, I like Simon, Simon Baz. Baz, yeah. Yeah. I, I think you could do a lot with Simon Baz that they're not necessarily doing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Um, yes. Uh, <laughs> And also, Andy, Lord, I, wa- I want a lot of Smallville. I want a small, tons of Smallville uh, cameos in the in the Crisis crossover, which you know may or may not happen. So, but we you know. We, no. we, 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 Who knows? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, there. <laughs> yeah, I saw a thing from a Canadian uh, 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 con. I don't remember which one. That was a Smallville kind of reunion thing, and both Tom and Michael were like, "Nobody's asked us," and I'm like, "Of course you would say nobody." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, um, it, 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 it's so easy for them to lie because, like, when you sign these, co- like, and like, for people do not t- quote me on this because I'm not saying it's officially happening, but like, it's very common that when something because we know there's something going on, there's something going on. But if they sign contracts, they cannot come out and say before yes. it's announced, "Yes, we're in that." The, the, it's yeah. like I remember Paul Rudd lied on like national television that I, no, I haven't been asked about Adman. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, and that's one of those weird things where as an interviewer, I'm like, there are certain questions I don't ask and I know people want to be asked, but I'm like, they can't tell me. So what's the mm-hmm. point in asking? Right. So I, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, anyway, um, thanks you everybody for joining us today. I appreciate y'all taking your time out, both uh, our wonderful uh, podcast hosts and the listeners at home. We appreciate you joining us. Uh, you are listening so obviously you know about the various dc tv podcasts on this particular network they're glorious and wonderful and starting up soon they're in progress for some of them um does everybody want to 
to give their uh, their Twitter ads in case people are not following you directly. Uh, Tatiana, what is your uh, your Twitter handle? Follow me at Marcella's Ear on Twitter. Excellent. M-Y-R-C-E. Yeah, Marcella. Yeah, Marcella. Excellent. Brittany? You can find me at Hi Brittany Monet. Hi, Brittany Monet. Nathan? Uh, first of all, Andy, I'll see you in church tomorrow, brother. <laughs> everybody want to go to heaven, but don't nobody want to die. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh, you can check me out on Twitter uh, at in the number eight, M-O-Z-A-I-K, at Nate Mosaic on Twitter. Excellent. Angie? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Dahl Writes, D-A-H-L, and writes like the verb. Excellent. Lizzie. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Lizzie Dad. Lizzie like you would shorten Elizabeth and T-H-A-D. Excellent. Andy. At, no, no, I was about to say at church. No, but damn it, Nate. At Andy Babak. And tomorrow, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on the Twits and the Instagrams at Misfits Tamara. Uh, and I will update stuff to there of, of everything I'm doing. And thank you guys so much. We appreciate it. I had fun. I hope that I uh, moderated yeah, well for you. you. Please, I had, I had from Mr. Mark Brooks. All right. All right. Andy, you could say she represented. Listen. I I will have tomorrow on any of these shows any day of the week. So, like, and I'm just happy that, that we finally got to have her on for something. And, like, guys, you know, who are listening, you know that we did this last year. And, like, this is something I want to do every mm. summer to kind of check in and see, like, how, you know, before we get into the new season so on. And, look, I, I'm happy to make this a, a tradition now of tomorrow being part of it every year because, you know, you know, she says smart things. She is pretty smart. And she's pretty awesome. So. Thank you. My so, brand. The brand is strong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but with that, yeah, I think we're going to close it up. So, you guys, um, we're going to play the one the, the number one hit song on DC Pike, which is, of course, people like us from Doom Patrol, because <laughs> apparently I I have the widest playlist, uh, according to someone, <laughs> before we start. Yeah. So, and this episode will Born be posted. the world. This episode will be posted on all the podcast feeds as an episode of the podcast that participated. Uh, so, yeah. So, thank you so much for tuning in, and we will see you soon on DC Podcast. Say goodbye, goodbye, everyone. Bye. 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 Bye.